Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Punk Rock MBA podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Finn McKenty. This is the Punk Rock MBA podcast. Today's episode is a little bonus. This is the audio version of a video that I made about a year ago or so about the time that I got what at the time was my dream job working for a magazine called Flow. We did like uh, it was like a hybrid DVD, CD, uh, magazine type thing. You can't see it, obviously, in the podcast. So when I refer to this magazine, that is what I'm referring to. You'll just have to use your imagination or you can look it up. It's FLO Multizine. They're on Discogs and stuff if you want to see uh, all the stuff we had on there. But anyway, this is good for anybody that is kind of wondering how to kind of get their foot in the door of any industry or field that they're interested in, but they're kind of not really sure how to go about it. Like, what do you do when you don't know anybody? And like, where do you even start? That is exactly what I talked about in this video. And it worked for me. And I think it will work for anybody, especially if you live somewhere kind of off the beaten path. I was living in Cincinnati at the time, which isn't the coolest city in the world. It worked for me. I think it'll work for you too. So yeah, before we get into it, I wanted to mention a couple different ways that you can support the show if you would like to. Number one, you can share it on social media. Number two, you can buy some merch. Number three, you can support us on Patreon if you really, really like us. There's a link to all of those things in the show notes. And with that, let's get into this episode. What I wanted to talk about today was how I ended up working for this magazine, which was my full-time job for like two years, from 2004 to 2006. It's like an action sports music kind of magazine. And for two years, what I did was make content for that DVD. That's how I learned how to make videos, uh, even though the videos I made back then were terrible. <laughs> uh, but anyway, just to give you an idea of what this magazine was, it came in this package, this like gatefold digipack kind of thing. It comes with a print magazine, which I'll show you in a second. It also came with a CD with a bunch of bands on it. And it came with a DVD with a bunch of content on it, some of which was original content that I made and some of it was content that they paid us to produce. So that was kind of my main job is that say like on this one, let's see who do we have. Uh, so we had Bam Margera just had a video uh, called Elementality that came out. This is like 2005, so peak Bam Margera. He had a video that came out uh, with Element, and so they paid us, I don't know what it was, two grand or something like that, to make a piece promoting that video. 
that we would put on our DVD. And so, you know, we shot an interview with him and then I got some B-roll and, couple, you know, just it was the same thing as what you would see on YouTube now. So I learned a lot from that. And by the way, the reason I'm telling you all of this is not to blab on about the story about some job I had once. It's because I think there's a lot of interesting things that you can learn from kind of how I got this job and some of the you know, kind of details that job that I think will be useful for a lot of you guys if you're looking to make your living doing something that you love. Uh, so anyway, that was kind of the, the the business model of the publication. So we did like, I think, 12 issues of this. I didn't work on all of them. I came in on issue number six, I think, and did it and up until the end. So I did about half of them. And it was we did like 125,000 copies of each one, which is a lot for like an independent publication. It was distributed free at skate shops and record stores all over the country so uh, the business model is it was free for skate shops it was free if you know you could just, they would just have a box of these and you just go pick it up and take it home and watch the dvd or whatever it was free for everybody we would charge the labels to put a band on the cd or we and we would charge the companies to do like a original video piece on the dvd and we had some pretty legit people on there so you can see here our advertisers on this one, if the autofocus, yeah, there we go, um, had like Converse, Rockstar, Geffen, Element, uh, Interscope, 55DSL, which is diesel. I don't think 55DSL exists anymore. Um, Rusty, drive Through Records, Nuclear Blast, Century Media. You know, really anybody that was doing anything in, you know, action sports or like alternative music, you know, youth culture stuff, we probably worked with them. And so the first thing I want to talk about is A, how I got the job, and then I'm going to talk about some of the details about the job that you might find interesting because there's a lot of things I learned from it. So I, this magazine was based in New York, and I lived in Cincinnati at the time. And if you've ever been to Cincinnati, you know that it's not exactly like the hub of music and action sports, right? And so I think there's a lot of people that are in this situation where they feel like they live in a city where nothing is happening, and that's what's holding them back. And, you know, I'll never be able to do what I love because all the action is in city x like new york or la or san francisco or wherever it is and i live here like i'm screwed there's no way i'll be able to you know no way i'll be able to 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 do what i love because i don't live in the right place and i have to move well that's not true because i've only lived in i lived in new jersey for a year which was miserable but i've really never lived in like one of those big cool cities and i've been able to do a lot of cool shit and i wanted to explain how i made it happen in this case so my friend and mentor, Chase Jarvis, who's like a pretty well-known photographer, he also started a company called Creative Live that I worked for for quite a while, which I'll talk about another time. Uh, he told me something very smart. He's one of the best like sales people on the fucking planet. And he told me something very smart uh, years ago, which sounds obvious, but a lot of smart things do sound obvious. The kind of work that you put out is the kind of work that you will be asked to do more of. And this sounds so simple. And so obvious, but I think a lot of people don't actually put it into practice. So in my case, I, you know, maybe a year or so before I worked here, I said, what do I want to do for what, like, what would be my dream job? I said, I want people to pay me to make videos about music and action sports. Cause those are two things that I'm passionate about. And I like making videos. And remember this is mid 2000s and so making videos was not nearly as common as it is now. Like these days, Everybody knows how to edit a video, but back then they didn't. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to 
actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Anyway, so how am I going to get somebody to pay me to do that? Well, nobody's going to pay you to do something for the first time. And knowing what Chase said, that the work you put out is the work you get asked to do more of, I said, well... I've got to make my own little portfolio to prove that I can do this and then use that work to shop it around and kind of climb the ladder. So what I did was start with what was in my backyard. I did uh, a music video for like my friend's band. I just said, hey, I want to make a video for you guys. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I did one. It wasn't great, but it, it was something. Um, I did some like kind of skate stuff with some people I knew, uh, you know, just from around town, not big name pros or anything, but I did the best with what I had. I shot some interviews with some people to prove that I could do interviews. And then I put all that on this little DVD here, which I, I don't even know if this would play because this thing's 15 years old, but this is a spray paint stencil. Like this is just a burned DVD with, you know, the, I put those videos that I just told you about on this DVD. Um, and I made a stencil here. The name I was using at the time was Everything Went Black was the name of my like company. And I just made a stencil that says EWB and I spray painted each one of these DVDs with my branding. And then I put them in the mail and sent them just to anybody that I might potentially want to work with. I probably sent out, I don't know, a hundred packages with these DVDs in them. I would just get like alternative press or something like that and send one to every company in there. Uh, that I thought was cool, like every label you can think of or whatever. And I sent out like a hundred of these things with a little, and I made a little handcraft. I, I wish I still had one, but I made a little like handcrafted letter that went along with it too, that just said, Hey, I, I, I make videos. Here's some of my work. I would love to make videos for you. Let me know if you're interested. And I sent out probably a hundred of these, maybe 70, I don't know, a lot. I would send out, I would make a few every day and send them out for months. And I made each one of them by hand, so it took a while. Uh, and I heard back from two people, one of which was Chris from Bridge Nine, who I ended up making like a game for, like a Flash game uh, for his uh, other company, Sully Brand, which is like a sports apparel company that does. And the other person I heard back from was Keith Dinnerstein, who was the founder of this magazine, Flow. He was just like, sent me an email like a week later or something. It was like, cool, let's talk. And so I got on the phone with him. I guess he thought I was smart and competent or whatever, because he was like, okay, cool. Well, do you want to author the DVD for the next one? And I said, all right. He sent me a hard drive with all the DVD, all the, um, all the videos on it. And I made the DVD and think that, I think this is the first one that I worked on. This one has, um, let's see who's on this surfer named Teddy Navarro did some Jimmy Eat World, uh, on the CD is Reliant K Say Anything, Shadows Fall, Head Automatica, The Donnas, you know, so pretty legit lineup on that CD. And then on this one, on the CD, we had Queens of the Stone Age, Finch, Slim Thug, uh, Rise Against, Dredge, Jack's Mannequin, The Rocket Summer, you know, so pretty legit stuff. Uh, but anyway, so essentially what I did was just put myself out there because you're not nobody's gonna like come to you and give you this dream job right like how in the world would this guy know that I existed if I didn't reach out to him like that and so that's kind of the main takeaway from this is like if you don't put yourself out there nobody's gonna come discover you 
And yeah, it was frustrating and demoralizing to make a hundred packages and hear back from nobody. Like I didn't even get like a, Hey, thanks for reaching out, but we're not interested. I just got nothing. And that sucks. But you know what? I got two replies and one of them was from Chris from bridge nine, which is awesome. I was thrilled to work with him because bridge nine is great. And the other one was, you know, flow, which ended up being my full-time job for two years, all because I just took the time to put myself out there. So if there's something that you want to do, just this is the blueprint for it. And you don't know, especially if you live in a city that's not cool, like this is the blueprint for how you get the job that you want to do. First, you do what I did. You build this portfolio. And I'm not saying build a DVD like that would be stupid these days. But I'm saying build some portfolio that proves you can do this work. If you're a photographer, you know, just do personal projects for yourself or your friends, put it on Instagram. If you're a writer, start a blog. If you make videos, start a YouTube channel. Whatever it is, like assemble a body of work that proves you can do what you want to do and then just send it to people. And I'm not saying be a spammer necessarily, but at the same time, like you can't be shy about reaching out to people. The worst they can do is say no or tell you to fuck off. And they're not going to do that. Like, they're just going to ignore you. So really what's going to happen is you're just going to hear nothing from the majority of people. But just like, you know, it only takes the one yes from the right person to change your life. And that's what happened to me. The second thing I wanted to talk about was, um, I'll show you the magazine here because this is important. So again, remember, this is me and one other person doing this magazine full time. The uh, I did all the stuff on the DVD. We had freelancers do the graphic design for the uh, the magazine and stuff. This was done by a guy named Clint. I uh, can't remember his last name, but he did the artwork for most of the Snapcase albums. Uh, really good designer. Um, and then, but anyway, uh, then this other one here was, uh, this one I believe is done by a guy named Justin Thomas K, who's a pretty well-known designer these days, also a hardcore kid. So I got to work with a bunch of cool hardcore people in this. Um, but anyway, getting back on topic, I'll show you like the magazine. You saw those labels and bands and stuff that I mentioned. So let me just show you the kind of legit advertisers that we had. So we had Diesel here, Zoo York. We had, what is this? Uh, Journeys, Grenade Gloves, Element, Slim Thug. What else do we have here? You know, this game, PlayStation game, The Getaway on the back cover. Well, so yeah, so here's the thing we did with Agnostic Front, this video game segment. It's my friend Anthony Saunders, maybe he'll watch this, um, with Vinny Stigma and Mike uh, from Agnostic Front. Blah, blah, Family Guy. There's the BAM article, the Rocket Summer. Anyway, you get the idea. The point is, we had like super legit advertisers, and I remember asking Keith one day, uh, I was like, dude, how the fuck did you, and we'd also have like Taco Bell and Clearasil and x games and stuff it's like dude how the fuck did you get clearasil to advertise in our fucking stupid little magazine and keith's from new york like real like you know kind of hard-nosed queens kind of guy uh, and he's like well it's pretty simple i literally call them every day until they literally tell me to fuck off or they buy an ad and if they tell me to fuck off i say okay no problem i understand uh i'd love to do business with you in the future and then i start calling them again in a couple months and I'm not saying that's the only way to like do sales. That's like that's the very like hard-nosed, pushy, old school New York kind of way. But the point is, just like I sent out a hundred packages and only got two replies, Keith would just fucking hammer people on the phone until they said yes. And 
I'm sure he annoyed a lot of people, but at the same time, it also worked. I mean, that's how we got fucking, you know, Element and Lords of Dogtown to advertise in our magazine. So the theme of this one is really just like putting yourself out there and just ask. You have to ask for what you want and you probably have to ask a lot for a long time before you're going to get it. And the reason I mention that is because I hear from a lot of people who are have some sort of project, whether that's a band or a website or they just want you know, a certain kind of job like I did. I just wanted to make videos for a living. Um, and they're frustrated because they're not making progress, but then you ask them what they're actually doing and you realize they're not doing much. It's like, well, how in the world would you have a career making videos for a living when you're not even, you're not even reaching out to people who could be potential clients. You're not selling yourself. And whether you like it or not, if you want to be a professional creative of any kind, you have to sell yourself. And you have to get over the idea that selling yourself is a bad thing because it's not. All I was trying to do was connect with people who wanted the kind of work that I was capable of doing, right? I'm not trying to like, I'm not selling used cars. I'm just saying, hey, these are the kind of videos that I make. If you would like me to make one of these videos for you, here I am. Um, and so that's how I think about it. It's not really selling yourself. It's just like trying to connect with people who want you know, the service that you offer. So anyway, uh, I don't know. I hope that was interesting. Take away, just be fucking relentless. Do not stop asking. Do not stop. Like, do not, like, if there's a wall, fucking smash through it, jump over it, go around it. Like, just don't stop. That's the takeaway for this one. So I hope you liked it. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that, and you can just sit at home, think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind, uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little, a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick, and usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work, but we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. 
uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind podcast. <laughs>